Welcome to the Deptford Cinema Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Deptford Cinema Podcast. Um, tonight we're going to do a quite unusual one. This is the first review we're ever going to do of a film. Um, inspired to do so uh, by both going to watch Tatane, myself and uh, Maria here. Hi. Uh, we thought we would let you know what to expect um, and whether it is something um, you might enjoy going to see or not. So uh, to summarise the film briefly, in the words of the Wikipedia page, um, Tatane is a 2021 body horror film written and directed by Julia de Corneau. The French-Belgian co-production stars Agathe Rousseau in her first feature film debut as Alexia, a woman who, after being injured in a car accident as a child, has a titanium plate fitted into her head. Uh, Vincent Linden, Garas Millier, and Leigh Salomé also star. So to just warn you, there's going to be lots of uh, spoilers in this review. So if you don't want the film to be spoiled for you, <laughs> then don't listen to the review. But firstly, um, I'm going to ask Maria. Maria, what did you think? What's your first impressions of the film? Um, I was I was disappointed. <laughs> um, I, I totally believed all the hype uh, surrounding it about being the most outrageous and wildest film to come out in 2021. Um, you know, also, I was really excited um, that Julia had gotten the Palme d'Or because I really loved Raw. Um, and, you know, as soon as people started making comparisons to David Cronenberg's Crash, I was like, okay, I'm in. I want to see this. Like, I'm really ready to get mentally fucked up and I wasn't and yeah I was just left like you weren't fucked up enough uh, it didn't fuck me up enough no um I was also disappointed I really really liked Raw um it was incredibly well written and it was um shocking to a certain degree but it all worked very well in the film I was really looking forward to uh, this director to make another film and um, although I was um, a little bit put off by the premise of the film what I heard was literally all I heard was um, it's about a woman who fucks a car that's all I heard before I went to the cinema um, I was really kind of thinking well you know I'm sure there's going to be something more to the film than that um, there was, but it wasn't what I was hoping for, and yeah, I was also pretty disappointed with the film. Um, so what did you like about it? Uh, I liked the look of it. I know you weren't a fan of the cinematography. I liked it. I thought it was like a an advert. I, well, I mean... <laughs> I thought it was like a perfume advert. Um... Well, that that obviously caught my eye. So, you know, I would have bought the perfume if it was an advert. Um, or a man's opposite. Or a man, whatever makes you smell nice. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of any movie, especially a horror film that has, like, dancing involved. Like, I know she had, like, major, you know, in Raw, she had uh, several sort of dance clubbing kind of scenes in there and with this you know she's got the 
the fir- in the opener, um, the the girls dance, you know, the exotic dancers dancing on these like muscle cars, which is quite interesting, and I really liked it. Um, and then there's also a scene later in the film, is actually two with the firemen are dancing to like this like hardcore GABA music, which you never really hear that type of music in film in general. So I, I really appreciate, appreciate yeah inclusion. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, nice to see a load of, you know, I just enjoy watching people dance and they looked like they were having a good time. Um, and yeah, before, before the, the film started to disappoint me, I, I did enjoy like, um, Alexia's, you know, when she started going on her like killing spree and using her little chopsticks to like, yeah. yeah. Or was it a hair? Pr- I was like, it was like a random chopstick. It was uh, like a hairpin type thing, but it was like, it looked like a chopstick. Yeah. Um, I I was I was into that. You know, I was into that sort of the randomness of it all and having you know like her little you know like Jason's got his axe, Freddie's got her his you know finger knife gloves. Um, she had her little you know hairpin chopstick thing um but after that really like i just the film lost me sorry like those were those were the bits that i liked i like the choice of murder weapon as well um because you think of a hairpin as being you know a harmless um accessory um, but that just like, for example, a hat pin, I think hat pin's been used as a murder weapon before in previous films. Um, but using, yeah, something that's just a, a feminine accessory to kill people in quite a horrific way. It was quite effective. Um, what else do I like? Uh, I quite liked, I quite liked the performance of, um, the fire chief. Uh, I've got to look up his name again now. Vincent, Vincent Linden. Vincent Linden. Yeah, I really liked his performance. I think he he was my. I felt his character was the most fully developed character. Yeah, I have to agree. That. Um, and yeah, like I, I just I thought yeah he put on a good performance. He was kind of like the, the shining star in that. Yeah, he was definitely the um, emotional touch point in the film. Um, but it's a shame that he turns up so late that you're just kind of like you're desperate for something to connect to because you can't connect to the main character because she's like some weird robot, killing robot, Terminator machine. Um, and it's, yeah, he, he does a really good performance as a grieving father and um, I liked his performance. Um what parts did you not like? Um, you go first. <laughs> okay. So I don't think it worked as a whole. I felt like there were true there were two really strong ideas that perhaps if they were in separate films, mm. um, they would have worked a lot better. But they were mashed together into this one film. Yeah, and you can either. It's like one of those. It's like one of those um, uh, visual illusions where you can either see one thing or the other thing, but you can't see both at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
So you can either see the rabbit or the duck. If you're looking at the duck, you can't see the rabbit. So to really enjoy the film, you can only really uh, view it from one perspective at a time. Otherwise, just like as a whole, it's a complete fucking mess. Yeah. Um, so when you view it as a serial killer that's uh, redeeming themselves somehow, um, I guess through the, the power of a parent figure that yeah. was missing earlier in life, then, yeah, you can appreciate it for that. But then it's like the the car thing seems like bookends, yeah, weird bookends that don't really fit with the rest of it. Um, and if you think of the, if you kind of view it from the perspective of this weird kind of almost not really human at all person that um, somehow becomes impregnated by a car and then gives birth to a car, um, then it's like you kind of wonder why the, the faff is about in the middle of it. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't relate to the main character and that was a real failing. And I felt that the story was just all a mess and all over the place. Yeah. So that, that was the main things that I didn't like. Yeah. I think, yeah, I felt apart from, you know, her, her little killing spree at the beginning and, you know, um, her her as a dancer, like in the two dance sequences, um, I thought she was brilliant. Like, yeah, I, I felt I felt nothing for the character. Um, I kind of I kind of wish if they were gonna explore more of the, I wanted more of the father son slash you know her disguises his son relationship, and I really didn't need that whole. You know, like why? Why have that first whatever? Like, was it the first twenty minutes, half hour, where you know, like she kills a couple of people, she fucks a car, she ends up getting pregnant by the car. Like, what? Why was that? I just, what was the point of that? And like the whole getting pregnant by the car thing, I'm just like, I, really, <laughs> really, like you know, I'm okay with people fucking cars, but this is kind of like. What what was the point of her getting pregnant? Like what I don't Yeah. You know like, it was literally like two films that were like mashed up together. The the continuity issues, like, oh this really, really bugs me and it probably doesn't bug other people so much, but the whole kind of thing of her being visibly very pregnant mm. in one like shot and then somehow she wraps some you know, she wraps it up and it's it's completely invisible it's yeah. like really really Are you fucking kidding me um yeah there were so many yeah there were so many things done within the film the technical aspects as well that was just the gore that was cgi that fell flat the the <laughs> the baby at the end uh, it's just like no the the whole idea of her having a metal womb yeah. How would you even bind a metal womb? And then, like, it's just loads of little things that were just like, oh. You can either have a ri ridiculously, boom, like, out there B-movie mm -hmm. that's total slasher crazy, etc., or you can have something where, you, you you know, you've got some tenderness of it and you're trying to have real characters and they're trying to interact but you can't smash them up like that and expect it to work 
Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's like the... <laughs> I hate that I'm going about to make a French reference. But the, the pudding, the pudding cottage pie in, uh, in Friends... That oh, Rachel yeah. makes. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is that is the film. That is this film. In uh, it's like a yeah, pudding cottage pie. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. My takeaway from this film. Um, uh, you know, I didn't hate it. Would I ever watch it again? No. Um, I. I just, yeah, I don't know, coming off of Raw, I was just like, this is not what I was expecting. And I, you know, I was a, a total sucker believing all the all the hype behind it. I mean, I did vaguely know what the, the story was about. I didn't know that she got pregnant after she fucked the car. But, you know, it, I got roped in by the Cronenberg comparison. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I was expecting more of an exploration between, you know, people's relationship with, like, cars and metal and so something like, like like Crash, which this was not. And, yeah, I I would hopefully, like, you know, hopefully her next film will will be a bit more like Raw. Or something different that makes me feel the way I feel about Raw, like, because this, this ain't it, so. Yeah, I um, think it definitely needs to go back to some form of character development that worked so fantastically well in Raw and which is pretty much mostly missing Entertain, mm -hmm. apart from that one character. Um, my takeaway is... <laughs> I guess that, I mean, I, I've seen this, this type of thing happen before when you've got a director that's working with a very small budget and they manage to do a film that's fantastic and then they're given a much larger budget and for some reason all of the elements uh, that were great about the first film kind of get thrown out of the window and they want to make something that's high concept, really visual, but then they forget some of the, the most basic elements and the things that were so strong with yeah. the first film but hopefully yeah um it will kind of with the third film maybe she'll kind of come back around and yeah yeah get back to that amazing dialogue um realism but still maybe keep some of the strong aesthetic elements yeah i mean there's no need to like dumb it down and um you know you don't you can have something that's high concept but also well written and with a strong emotional core unfortunately i don't think that tatane manages that no, not not for me anyway. Um, so, who do you think would like this film? Well, I mean, if they're still listening, um, after we spoiled it for them, <laughs> uh, look, I think I would never say like it's rare that I would say don't ever watch this film. I say go and watch it, and you know, make your mind up that way. You know, I mean, we've yeah, we've kind of told you what happens, but you you know. You may like it. You may think, oh, well, you know, your opinion's trash. Like, this is a great film. Or you might agree with us. But the only way to find out is to go and see the film. Um, I definitely think it's worth seeing. Um, I personally wouldn't wouldn't watch it again. I might, I might watch it on, on, on demand when it comes out on demand. 
with other people to see what they think and get their opinions on it. Um, I think it, it's that kind of a film. Um, but yeah, like uh, I say, I say you should give it a shot and go and watch it. Yeah, I think with any films that are as polarizing as something like this, you really have to watch it yourself uh, to figure out if you're going to like it or not. But don't go to the, the film expecting it to be anything like Raw. Maybe have in mind something like Gaspar Noé. It's kind of definitely more his style. Um, so if you like Gaspar Noé and you liked Raw, you probably you probably like this film. Yeah. Um, so I would score it a three out of five, Maria. Um, I'm giving it two and a half. Two and a half. It's it's halfway. It's not it's not shit, but it ain't great. So kind of half full. Yeah, it's not. It's got a lot of great ideas and it's got a lot of great visuals, but there's there is lacks the emotional punch and the rich dialogue um, that yeah the raw film managed to achieve. Cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, until next time. Um, I hope you enjoy going to watch today. Thank you for listening to the Deptford Cinema Podcast. For more information about our current online activities, please visit our website, www.deptfordcinema.org. Deptford Cinema. Deptford Cinema, the right place for film lovers.